Hi, this is Reese Jones. Welcome to my podcast. Today's podcast is so you want to build a recruitment business to sell. Um, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is I get a lot of inquiries from startups uh, or would-be startups that want to build a business to sell. Um, it does seem like a fantastic dream to achieve, walk away with millions, etc. However, um, I do have a, a different opinion on the building a recruitment business to sell because I've been through the process myself. And... Um, it was a, a massive learning curve for me. Um, it's not something I'll be honest with you, I necessarily want to repeat on a regular basis because it is very stressful and it takes a lot of time because even when you're engaging a corporate financier who is the person that represents you in a sale, they do want a tremendous amount of information for um, a document called an information memorandum, which is a, a very detailed uh, document that explains um, why the business is of value, how it's of value, and it allows a would-be buyer to look at it and judge the value. So it, it, and that takes a long time. They dig very, very deep, and the information they require takes ages. And then when you go to the actual selling of the business, there's no guarantee you will sell it. Um, it's like selling a house, I suppose, in that respect, that uh, you can market the property, or in this case the business, but you've got to find the right buyer. And depending on the business that you're selling, depends how easy or hard it will be to sell, which might sound obvious, but if you've got a very big business, it's a bit like, I suppose, having a three-bed semi-detached in that there's always going to be a buyer for that. But if you've got a small boutique business, it's a bit more like, I would say, an expensive penthouse in that if you find the right buyer, they'll snap it up, but you've got to find the right buyer. And that then takes you into the sale process. And the sale process involves lots of seller meetings, which... I'm sure you can imagine what that is. Um, you get uh, interest from a would-be buyer to the corporate financier. The corporate financier sets up the meeting. The corporate financier uh, is there to make sure this would-be buyer is serious. They broker the meeting, sitting on the meeting. And that's when the uh, would-be buyer, using a northern colloquialism, uh, kicks the tyres uh, and checks what the value of the business is, asks more questions, get, gets more detail before they think about putting off a two-year. Unfortunately, um, not wishing to overuse analogies, but uh, tyre kickers, but you do get um, some would-be buyers that do come and kick the tyres really to find out more about your business, if there's anything they can use themselves. Maybe sometimes, I don't know if because of the board, but uh, I did unfortunately have a few meetings that um, were probably a waste of time and maybe a fact-finding mission. And it's not really, it's a bit of a thankless task because you sat there and you've been interviewed by would be by you built this uh, this business that uh, I imagine is going to be very very close to your heart, your baby, and somebody is is picking holes in it, and you're going to sit there, and you've got to sell it, um, and the would be buyers sometimes they are arrogant bastards. Sorry, if you excuse the French, but no, they can be. Um, I've been invited to a buyers meeting one very very well known. Uh, recruitment business builder investor that everybody will know I'm not going to say his name but I refuse to go because I knew of his reputation in those sort of meetings and he wouldn't have gone well anyway um, he certainly wouldn't have sold it for the value that he probably put on it because he does tend to uh, leverage his name to um, to get a good um, deal whenever he does one but um, but yeah it, it is it is a stressful uh, and difficult process um, so you've got to be set up for that but also what you've got to bear in mind that if your business 
um, if you're still involved with your business on a day-to-day basis, then the would-be buyer will, nine times out of ten, require an earnout. Now, an earnout, for those that don't understand what it is, is the, the, the would-be buyer can ask you to stay on for one, two, three, four years and stage the value that they put on the business in payments over that period. So for argument's sake, they might give you half up front and then 25% in year one, 25% in year two. That's usually quite a generous one, to be honest, but it's something like that, which wasn't appealing to me in any way, shape or form, because if you built your business and then you're working for somebody else who's playing with your business, that is probably going to be a very uncomfortable, difficult period for you. And also, the earnout is based on projections. So if you, in your seller's document, say, okay, the business is now making a million pounds, years one, two, three, or four with this business plan, it's going to increase value by 20%. More often than not, the would-be buyer will tie in the value to those projections. So if you're working in that business, trying to achieve that target, and the would-be buyer is playing with the business and maybe pissing off some of your staff or you know, basically meddling or whatever it might be. I mean, this is this is obviously painting a dark side of the, the would-be buyer. You'd hope that it would add value, but that isn't necessarily always the case. But nevertheless, you could have the frustrating situation that the value is going down in the business, not because of you, because of somebody else. So you can imagine that's not particularly palatable either. So um, I, I know I'm painting a dark picture of, of selling a business because what I do explain to people when they're looking to build a business to sell is yes, let's build it to sell because the infrastructure you put into a business that you want to sell is of value to you as well as the would-be buyer because it's great infrastructure. The important thing is that the would-be buyer looks for in a business is a great blueprint to to build your business. That's how I build my businesses. That's how I build the partner businesses. Is putting the key components that would-be buyer looks for because it makes a business valuable and profitable and strong. So if you do want to sell it, you get the best value. But even if you don't sell it, you still get a very, very good business because you use a great route map to produce that business. So working along those lines of trying to create a business that is of value is a very good thing to do. But I would say when you get to that point where you can sell it, would you want to sell it anyway? Because if the business isn't reliant on you and it's churning out profit year on year, why actually would you want to sell it? And that's another thing that uh, would be business um, owners or current business owners sometimes don't understand is what value you actually get for a recruiting business. And it is actually quite surprisingly low. Um, as with everything, it varies. But typically for a permanent recruitment business, you're looking at four to six times profit. At six if you're good or if the business is good. More often than not four. So if you imagine you get a four times profit, you've got an earnout of two years, you're only really getting two years because you're working in it for two years. Well, if the business isn't reliant on you and it's churning money out, why would you sell it? Because you can leave the business with the management team that you have in the business running it for you, and that can be a great pension. And the people that are running it might actually increase the profit and value because you've been there a long time, maybe you're getting tired of it, which is why you want to sell it. So if you give them the opportunity for them to grow it, it can add value. So would you really want to sell it? Just for, for uh, thorough completion, rather, on the valuation, contract businesses are worth more. Uh, you could be looking at 8 to 12 times profit, maybe even more than that, but it does vary dramatically um, with a contract business. But So that those are worth a bit more, but even so, if it's a contract business, do you really want to sell it? Because it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to have stronger foundations and more guaranteed profit 
because it's a contract business. So you know, it's going to be worth an awful lot of money to you. I sold my business out uh, for a different reason, but to be fair, um, that was more not a financial reason. I just wanted to do something different, and that's what I do now. I do Davidson Gray, which is helping set up uh, recruiting businesses, uh, mentoring and coaching people, helping them become wealthy. And that is more of a, a self-actualization thing because I get a huge amount of pleasure from helping these startups make good money, become profitable, because the most exciting part of my career was the first few years I set up a recruiting business. Um, and I can't do that again. You can't do the first time twice, can you? So I now live vicariously through the business partners that I work with to help them generate good profit with little stress, lots of fun, strong business. And if they do want to sell it, they can sell it. Uh, it's, uh, you can see on my website, there is a case study where I helped build one business and it was sold after 18 months. So it, it can be done. Um, but that's that's why I saw that, because I wanted to do the, the thing I'm doing now, because I have an immense amount of pleasure from it and I couldn't be happier. And to be fair, I had got to that point in my career that I didn't really need the money anymore. And that's when I asked myself, what was it for? So it was a, it was a different reason. So I'm not being a, uh, overly critical about selling because I did it myself, but uh, there, there were reasons to it. But then that goes back to my other point, uh, or previous point rather, which is you should always build a business to sell. So that when you do sell it, then you're going to get good value and hopefully you'll have a very short earn out. Um, that's me, that makes it far less stressful. But just um, I'll just touch on the key components that you should have in your business if you're looking to sell it. Um, that probably another bo- podcast to go into great detail about the constituents that you have within a business if you're looking to sell it. But just for the uh, the purpose of the podcast, I'll just run very quickly through them now. Um, if you're looking at a medium-sized business, small to medium-sized business, specialist recruitment businesses are worth more than generalists. Um, it's they're worth more for a number of reasons. Partly because they can be a great addition to a group because they want to open up in that market. Um, it also means that the branding and client uh, loyalty and these various the reasons that they keep it a strong business is going to be stronger because it's specialist rather than generalist. With generalists, you can't really rely too much on branding because it's reliant on the recruiters and they can walk out the door. Um, you're also looking for a good spread of clients. I think we all know that all your eggs in one basket is never a wise thing. So that's one thing that the corporate finance went through with me when we were valuing the business is where did all the money come from and at which, which accounts deliver the most cash because we want a really good spread. Um, maybe not quite as important these days, um, but still definitely a value to a client, a very strong database. I know um, a lot of recruiters now rely on LinkedIn as their database. I personally don't agree with that. Um, if, if you are building your own business, and you attribute and you skill your candidates correctly, it makes your environment a much easier place to make money because your recruits that don't know your market, that work for you, can access an Aladdin's cave of candidates. Um, I can understand to a degree recruiters that are working in businesses that have crap databases, or it's not their database, so you're going to use LinkedIn because why should you change the world? And you're not getting as much value from it. But certainly, if you're growing a business and you come to sell and you've got a very strong database, it's a lot easier for the would-be buyer to see how they can expand it because it's going to be an easier place for additional staff to make money because they have the strong database in addition to the fact you're a specialist. I mentioned, obviously, a few seconds ago, a contract book. That adds value. I've already explained that. 
Um, also, um, having long-serving key employees and loan staff attrition, because the reason why that's important is a would-be buyer is going to part with a significant amount of cash for your business. Obviously, that depends on, on the business, but really, if you're not selling for seven figures, then don't really see the point in doing it. Um, but what they don't want is to buy a business that's going to fall apart. And in a lot of recruitment businesses, they're heavily reliant on the staff. The way I build the businesses with, alongside the partners is more so that it's very much a structure that is less reliant on the staff. Yes, we hire the best staff. Yes, we train and develop and look after and attrition is low. But if you build a business that is less reliant on the staff, it's going to be worth more. But going back to the point of having long-serving employees and low staff attrition, if the business has a history of low staff attrition, then the would-be buyer looks at it and goes, well, it's less likely these people are going to walk out the door. So on the subject of staff, um, they will want to see a strong management team because if you're going to exit, who's going to run the business? So they will want to see a strong management team. They might even want to interview the people, um, people that are tied into the business, that are loyal to the business and are highly skilled in the business. So if you are looking to exit, you have to succession plan, which basically means that you are planning for your success and exit of the business. So you are, over time, delegating your responsibility to such point that you don't actually have to be there anymore. Uh, the other uh, added value that I mentioned earlier to a degree was branding. If you are a specialist business in particular, and you've got good branding and a strong brand and clients know you, again, it's easier for new staff to create business because clients know who you are, they respect you, the candidates know who you are, they respect you. Um, you're going to get business coming to you rather than you going to it. Branding is really, really important. It's something I'm very, very hot on um, as part of the marketing that we do with the partners because branding is a bit of a slow burner, but if you get it right, then um, you can cement yourself in a marketplace that is, it's very difficult to shift. Um, the, the way I explain to the would-be uh, business owners and certainly the partners I work with is we want to be the Google in our marketplace. So whether you be in, I don't know, uh, data management or whether you be in uh, FMCG, we want to be the market leading recruiting company in that marketplace. And the reason I use Google as an example is who else do you use apart from Google? If you go on a search engine, not many people use Yahoo, for example. So we want to be the Google. Because um, once you get to that place, it's actually quite hard to shift. And then it actually becomes a very, very easy way to make money because the recruitment company that you build you can have average staff that become good recruiters. Good recruiters become great recruiters because it's such an easy place to make money. So those are some of the, the aspects that, uh, that I would be buying look into when they're valuing the business. So that's probably it on this podcast. I don't like to do particularly long podcasts um, because I think recruiters, um, I, I am one too, so I can identify with this, have low attention spans. So anything longer than 15 minutes, I tend to lose people. So <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I will be doing more on adding value to your business. Uh, check out my website because there's some good blogs on there that talk about, I think there's seven ways how to increase the value of your business, um, how to exit business. There's a few on there, so check it out. Thanks for listening to my podcasts. Uh, as you probably can tell through uh, the content of this podcast, I do uh, back set up support uh, new business startups 
uh, within the recruitment sector. So if you are interested in setting up your own recruitment company, please direct message me on LinkedIn and uh, we can arrange a chat.